T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Got some good pops the last few weeks. Feeling good, baby. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, find us wherever you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Odyssey app, Stitcher Omni, 1080thefan.com. Follow us on social media. Instagram.com slash beers on us is our main hub. At beers on us pod on Twitter and Facebook.com slash beers on us exist, but we don't really do anything with them. So you can follow us there, but you know, nothing's going to happen. I try to tweet out cool articles on, on Twitter. I did wind up tweeting the picture of the beer that I enjoyed after last week's podcast. I remembered to do it. I pulled it out of the recycling and I took mm. a picture with it. Uh, did you see it? It was. Uh, I've, been, I've been so MIA for a week that I don't even know what's going on. Someone told me there's an NFL game on tonight, and I was like, "What's the NFL?" The season starts today. I don't think I've set my fantasy baseball lineup in a week. Well, it doesn't matter because you're in tenth place. Yeah, I suck. Um, oh, I'm in tenth now. Dang, I used to be in eighth. <laughs> Let's see. Here it is. It was a droid theory. I, I guessed it was not the same this brewery, but it was. Uh, awesome can their can art is amazing by oh, the that way that is cool they like they have like all sorts of like i think they there's like a metal thing going on there which i really appreciate that like, kind of looks like uh like uh sauron from uh lord, lord of the rings, rings. sort of him? it kind of also not the christopher lee guy but uh the one who used to have the ring the big dude that took over the world sauron sauron yeah and then what's chris saruman saruman yes sauron and saruman yeah dude tolkien what are you doing to me dude uh, he's making the greatest fantasy series I ever. I understand, but like, help me out here. The names—it's like John and John. It also looks like butterfly effects logo, like oh, the yeah. like the moth, like that. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the Russian stout that I was telling you about. Oh yeah, and um, really, really, really good. So uh, if you see that on the shelves, I would recommend that if you enjoy stouts. Uh, also, go. Uh, I guess there's only 15 cases 15, of beer of the week I, left. I got the email from the Barrelick Boys drink. That because uh, uh, I'm I'm on their mailing list, so I always get the email that uh, that gets that gets sent out. Nick sends it out. I believe it's Nick that sends it out. The email goes out and it just lets you know what what they're up to that week. Lets you kind of know new beers, beers they still got around, home delivery, obviously. So if you don't want to leave your house, they'll bring it to you. And I noticed at the top, uh, 15 cases left. So there are 15 cases left. We started with 80. 80, I think, yeah. So uh, whether it's all you guys or just random people out there drinking it, thank you so much for uh, giving it a go. To go through 65 cases in two weeks is pub only. Ridiculous. Is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, if you're loving the beer, that's awesome. Uh, and, and let us know what you think on Instagram.com slash beers on us. Um, we're going to do uh, Freshies number two next week. Patrick has just returned from his uh, – has just re- what is going on with your face over there? Well, I smelled this beer, and it smelled really good. And then I looked at the hops and was like, uh-oh. Oh, we'll get to it later. Okay, is this uh, does this have uh, what is it, Talon or whatever? Talus, Talus, and Sabro. I was like, ah, I'm scared, <laughs> but it smells good, so that's I'm good. I'm scared. We're gonna do Freshies two next week because Patrick just returned from five days watching Dave Matthews Band and uh, doing Ugh. various nefarious things uh, to his body and his brain. Woo, I'm tired, man. Uh, he literally just got back 20 minutes ago. Drove straight to the station from Bend, Oregon this morning. Shout out to all you kids in Bend, the haze, the smoke. We all dealt with it here pretty bad. It's not great down there. Yeah, I mean, it cleared we... up for the show. Dave made some funny jokes about it. Um, it cleared up for the show, so that was nice. This morning was pretty brutal getting out of town. We, uh, I guess people woke up to ash on their cars yesterday here. Uh, I didn't. I have a carport, and I didn't really notice a lot of cars around me having it. Maybe just my neighborhood didn't get it as bad. But the air quality has been fine, mm-hmm. but there has been some haze and kind of campfire smell in the air. I guess way worse over central Oregon. Yeah, it was basically once, the gorge. basically once you got past government camp and started coming down the south side of the mountain, that's when the smoke really picked up. And it didn't clear this morning until I got to about rhododendron. Interesting. Well, it's... Uh, and it was hazy up in the gorge, too, when I was up there. It was clear. Usually you can see clear as day across the river and see the you know the landscape and how beautiful it is and awesome sunsets. Nothing. It was pretty hazy. Like, if you yeah. look at some of the pictures I posted on my personal account, you can look in the background. It's still absolutely beautiful out there. Uh, and Sunday night, we got an amazing sunset. The sky was just pink. So uh, what we're going to do today is Patrick went to Bend mm-hmm. and uh, went to a couple different breweries. Mm-hmm. I went to three. And uh, we'll chat about that on the podcast today. And we'll also do day 14 for Beer of the Week, which will be coming up here in a little bit. The beer we are drinking with the segment is uh, a beer that I bought this week uh, almost solely to show my girlfriend. Uh, she <laughs> she likes uh, Dungeons & Dragons a lot. I you should. It's one of the most famous games of all time. I have played it with her now once. I played it with her and her brothers, and it was a very quick little like couple hour thing. But I enjoyed myself. I have never played it, um, but I know a bunch of people that have, and it sounds really fun. This is uh, from Lewitt, our friends up in Vancouver, and uh, it's called the Player's Handbook IPA Series. Now I think I've seen some of this in the past. Okay, some of these in the past. I don't know if I've seen this one though. Uh, this one says "Welcome to the series," so it makes me think it was the first one. But if you've seen some in the past, I guess maybe it's the first incarnation of it this year. Yes, maybe something like that. Uh, they have it's really cool can art. They have a hand drawn cleric, half orc character that probably is someone's character at the brewery. It's rad. Um, and then they have uh, it, it. It appears like stats for said character, but mm-hmm. it's the information about the beer as well as like uh, uh, flavors that you will get. Salutations, Traveler. Welcome to the Player's Handbook IPA series, which will feature rotating styles of IPA throughout. Explore heroic character classes with us as we roll the dice and honor the fantastical realm of pen and paper role-playing games. Um, I love the idea. First of all, love I, the idea. I love IPA series or beer series in general. I yep. think it's cool. I, I get very excited about it. It's a very marketable thing. I'm right there with you. The can art on this is spectacular. It's excellent. Um, for those of us who are nerds like myself, and you know, this is right up our alley. This is a cold IPA. 
It is made with Talus Hop, Sabro Hop, Citra, and Cascade, which should terrify Patrick because it's, it's got coconut in it. It's so crazy. Two Neo-Mexicanas and then two OG C-Hops. Yep, like, yep. that's so wild. Uh, it's got uh, 6.5%. So they got IBUs on here, 61 IBUs. I don't know what SRM stands for. Help. SRM? Yeah. What does it say? 3.1. SRM. 3.1? Super rad malts. <laughs> I mean, it makes me think think it's where their gravity finished. Okay. They also have hops per barrel, 3.5 pounds. Nice. Lots of little stats on here. Yeah. Anyway. And we love those stats. Yes. Like, keep those stats coming. And I lo- I, I really do like Lewitt. And I uh, every time I see something on the shelf from them that's new, I'm like, yep, I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. I remember the, the most surprising, spectacular one for me was when I tried their Mount St. Helis. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good beer. That's a good beer. And uh, so if you see this on the shelf, uh, give it a go. It's just, especially if you like D&D, the can's cool to keep, it's from to my, be honest with you. It's from my hometown. That it is. Um, so we'll sip this throughout the segment while we, uh, talk about the bend beers and then we'll, uh, tell you our, our thoughts on it. I've had one sip. I think you're going to hate it because it's got a lot of coconut in it. Yeah. Um, it I'll, smells great. Though. Right. It smells, the aroma is absolutely fantastic. And this is, dare I say, one of the best Lewitt beers I've ever had. Whoa. I think this beer is fantastic. I don't. So you don't hate it. Uh, <laughs> I do. I do. I will not be purchasing more of this beer. The Talus Sabro characteristics come through nicely. The back end is like Talus Central. Yeah, it is not overpowering. I think those sea hops really play really nicely with it. I think it's got a good body feel. I think it finishes clean. That flavor profile of those hops is just not my jam. Um, But I love the way this beer feels in my mouth. I love the way it smells coming out of the glass. It looks fantastic. It's got a slight haze to it. I do get some of that cold IPA body feel to it, um, but I think it's masked a little bit by those Neo-Mexicanus hops. I think those hops are really, really strong in this Yeah, beer. yeah, and I think we're still, I think there's some really cool flavor characteristics that people really enjoy from those hops. I think we're still learning how to use them, and kudos to the Lewitt crew in this beer, in my opinion, for making those hops work. Sometimes they're too overpowerful. And this, I will finish this happily. Cool. Um, but yeah, just those have to just not my thing. And I'm trying. It's like Galaxy. I'm trying and trying and trying. And I just can't. I'm just not there yet. I think you're doing better with Galaxy than you were in the beginning, though. I'm trying. Because there's been a couple beers where you look at it, you're like, oh, this has Galaxy, but I like it. <laughs> so see, it's working. It's working. You're, you're trying. You're expanding your range. Uh, in terms of my week in beer, uh, nothing overly crazy. I took a picture and posted on Instagram. I was very, very happy to see this back on the shelf again. It's got new can art, but uh, Wander's Correspondence Export Stout was back on the shelf at Market of Choice. And I had it, and it is just as good as it was last year. Excellent. Uh, if it wasn't for the Everybody's Sneaky Sticky Stout that came out last year, uh, the correspondent stout would be my favorite stout I've ever had. Awesome. Uh, that is not a barrel age. Um, I kind of keep it in a separate category. Tough love, you will never be touched until something <laughs> else is that crazy good. But uh, in terms of like regular style of stouts that aren't barrel aged, it was that one. And then, of course, that everybody's beer, which just blew me away. It is so good. That's awesome, man. It is so easy to drink. It's got a good dry characteristic to it. Um, it's just like... Everything, like, if you don't like stouts, you will like this beer because it doesn't give you any of the, like, overly sweet, chocolatey characteristics or, like, overly vanilla. It's just an export stout. Mm -hmm. Simply made, good malt usage. 
you know, a little a little sweeter, but because it's a it's it's dry, it kind of counteracts it perfectly. It is so drinkable. Buy that beer, please. Get it. Enjoy it. <laughs> okay, that's my weekend beer. Uh, well, my week, I guess, will start somewhere and then shift into what we're getting into. Uh, my weekend beer, uh, I left Thursday morning um, to go to the gorge. But before I left Thursday morning, I drove to Woodburn to see our good friends at Crosby Hop Farms and pick up fresh hop Amarillos for the brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the second time I've gone down there, different company, uh, to pick up hops. Uh, last year, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year I went to Sodbuster. Um, that was a lot of fun. And so this year I went to Crosby and picked them up, saw some friends. Shout out to all you guys out there. Didn't you go last year to Sodbuster the day the fire started? Si, senor. I remember that. Yep. And uh, so 10, 10, you know, 10 full bags of fresh Amarillos of the van smelled like watermelons all the way home. It was Ooh, really, really cool. Very nice. And then, and then I went up to the gorge and I f- took my giant cooler uh, and just basically filled it with beverages and a little bit of food. Because I wanted to, I didn't want to cook. I get really lazy when I'm out there and I'll just eat at food carts. And uh, so I filled it with beer and came home with probably it half full. I'm surprised I didn't go through as much as I did. It took some of that um, Oktoberfest out there. I took some Cantina Especial, which is the new Mexican lager from Grains of Wrath. Some Rainbows and Unicorns. Some Ruben Summer IPA. Usual suspect kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. You got Rainier too, I imagine, right? No, I had. I have, remember when I was telling you I had all that bush light that nobody oh, touched? Yeah. yeah, so I brought a bunch of bush light with me and was just going to give it away, people. And give nobody it away. touched it? Nobody touched it. So well, I still have a bunch of bush light at the house. You should, you should, you should probably. Uh... <laughs> You should probably uh, get rid of that. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to I'm probably going to slowly drink it. I mean, it's got a shelf life of a cockroach or Keith Richards. <laughs> R.I.P. Charlie Watts. Um, and so there's that. And so I drank those, but I found I didn't drink a whole lot back at back at camp. So that was kind of cool. I have drank enough Molson to fulfill my quota for the year. <laughs> So that's a great thing. That's a random beer. Uh, okay. they, they sell them in 24-ounce cans at the Gorge for like 15 bucks. All right. And, uh, well, I was drinking Molson all weekend. All right. Until they sold out. It's so weird. Molson sells out before the Bud Light s- sells out. Well, that's probably a good sign. Yeah, yeah. So I was drinking mostly Molson unless I got pushed to have to drink Bud Light. I think I only had one. Though. I'm sorry. Um, but that's that. Was there anything else cool that I drank? No, not really. Not until we get to your Bend day. Yeah, and then I drove down to Bend yesterday and had a bunch of time. I need to do some work before the fun stuff started happening. So I plopped my booty at Sun River and drank some beers. The uh, Galveston Pub? Yeah, the Galveston Pub. And they had a couple beers that looked really interesting that I wanted to try, and they were sold out. Uh, there were two IPAs. One was an anniversary hazy that I was going to try, and the other was just an offshoot hazy or offshoot West Coast that I wanted to try, but they were both out. So I had a pint of the River Mark and a pint of Rippin. Um, what was crazy is I saw there. I've they been have- very disappointed, by the way, is uh, I've gone to Safeway and gotten beer recently just because uh, their dates have actually been pretty good. And I saw River Mark for the first time, and I was like, I haven't had this yet, and I want to really pretty colored. I love the color. I lifted it, and it was June 9th, and I went. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Not going to do it. (laughs) Well, I had a freshie. I had a freshie off draft, and it tasted excellent. Follow this theme. No fresh hop beers. Okay. Okay. You know, I was like, ooh, timing. It's still a little early in the season. 
But uh, I know the Sun River crew, Pat, and all that crew out there, they're huge, crazy hop nerds. So I thought I might see something from them. You know what I've also noticed on the shelves? Not a lot of fresh hop beers. Yeah. And interesting. then I went to Ben Brewing. Okay. And I had their, like, Amarillo Pale, which was quite nice, and their Urban Surfing West Coast IPA, like Summer IPA, I think they called it. Both were excellent. I really enjoyed them. There was nothing else on the menu that really stood out to me that I wanted to try. Because mm-hmm. I was there five months ago, kind of looked the same. Okay. I'm sure it's. I'm sure they're fresh batches. I'm sure they are. Because that place is so busy all the time. Also, no fresh hop beer. Okay. Then I went to Deschutes. I went to their mass production facility, which I'd never been to. I'd been to the downtown pub many times. Um, I haven't been to mass production either. Yeah, it's really cool. It's right next to right next to the amphitheater there, right right off the river. Um, really cool spot. <clears throat> it's just a fancy, shiny production facility. When you make a hundred thousand barrels a year, that's what I expected to look like. Uh, and they got a cool little tap room in there. You know, no food, nothing like that. So you can just grab some beers. And I did a taster flight because I'm that jerk. And you sent me a picture, and all of the beers you chose were pure winners in my heart. Yeah, there was a. Uh, I chose three hoppy beers. They had squeezy something, squeezy fresh. To, uh... They had squeezy fresh. They had a couple other stuff. I stayed away from the normal stuff that I get from. Oh, I got a Twilight. I got. I ended up buying a, and I'm... then I ended up buying a six pack of this squeezy because it tasted really good. I am going to pull up your picture. And then there's a I have it closer. third one there in there. You got Twilight. Squeezy Rider in Tropical Gold. Tropical Gold. Oh, I really liked that Tropical Gold. Uh, it should tell you that the body was really light, mm-hmm. which was really nice. Um, really crushable. I wish they would have packaged it because I would have bought it. And then we get to the fun stuff. They had a Doppelbock on, a spiced pear Doppelbock, Ooh, which I thought was unique. good, yet I was really not in that kind of mood. The spices were pretty strong. It felt a little more like a winter beer. And I wasn't quite there yet, but I thought it tasted good. And then the uh, the 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 cool ones were the old fashioned. Uh, it was it was old fashioned, fresh squeezed. So it's okay. fresh squeezed, aged in whiskey barrels. It is a very different color than fresh squeezes as well. Yes, it's it's, it's more of like an amber looking color. Right, right. Or copper. That, that had some really cool characteristics going on. The barrel character was really nice. I got this almost like tang out of it, like like tangy flavor to it. And then I also had Black Butte 33. Yeah, I saw Barrel that. Age Black Butte 33. I and saw that, that was, and I, I I my pants moved. Yeah, that was that was absolutely excellent. Um I really enjoyed that. And I needed a little bit of beer to pre-funk and post-funk with. So I picked up a sixer of that squeezy rider. I think I still have some. I'll bring one in for you. Okay. And uh then I was looking at their vintage shelf. And they had all these different abyss up there. And the oldest one I found was 2014. But there was a little sign that said, we have more vintages. Ask your bartender. So I went to the bartender and I said, hey, man, what's the oldest abyss you got? He was like, 2011. I was like, how much? He goes, 40 bucks. I go, done. (laughs) And I bought it for my good friend, Mike Lynch. Thank you. I'm very excited to try it. A 10-year abyss. No clue if 10 years old is going to be good or not. No idea. I don't know if 40 bucks was too much, not enough for what, but I was like, I was traveling and I wasn't buying anything else. So I was like, well, I'll spoil Mike with this. Look, if you are, 
I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Uh, outside of Tough Love, Abyss has been my favorite barrel-aged stout that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. It is so well done. It's, it's so well. It's it's one of their coup de grace. You know, it, that's kind of one of their one of their babies that I think they do really well with. Um, and to have a ten-year-old one. Mm-hmm. Also, that's the year I moved to Portland was 2011, and that's probably the first time I had the Abyss was 2011. So it's going to be like I had this as my first ever barrel-aged stout in my life, mm-hmm. and now I get to try the exact same beer ten years later. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and I asked you before the show, but I'll say it on the on the podcast too. That's not something to sit on anymore. Ten years old, open it. Right? You should probably jump on that. I've never had a ten-year-old aged beer. You know what um, that sounds like? Hmm. NFL Sunday Week One Red Zone beer. <laughs> You get after it, brother. That's what that sounds like. You get after it. <laughs> uh, and then, stop me if you've heard this before, no fresh hop. Okay. So it leads me into this. Interesting, because we're at September 9th. Right. As of recording this podcast. And the first fresh hop beer, which as always is Elliot from Ex Novo, mm-hmm. came out three weeks ago. Something like that, yeah. I haven't seen fresh hops on the shelf. Yeah, we did the we did the Kolsch and October Fresh from yep. Zoigel. yep. Um, I snagged. I know when we did the episode that's now lost forever with Berelick, they discussed some of the fresh hops they were going to be bringing. Right, out. right. And we did try one out of the tank that wasn't quite ready yet. Yes. Um, I snagged a can of fresh hop, uh, fresh out of Portland from Migration. That was fine, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And I tried a Little Beast fresh hop on draft. That's all I've seen. So it leads me to this question. As you know, we can tie my weekend and Ben more to this fresh hop situation. Is it makes me wonder a, a variety of questions. Are harvests later? Well, I don't think so because I've been picking up hops. We've been picking up hops. We do it hot side, but a lot of people do a cold side. And we can talk about hot cold side next week. So it makes me wonder are people doing it more hot side? Are people doing it less? Is the demand less? Are we becoming numb to this concept? Is it too much of a pain in the ass? I know for a lot of people, it's it's a struggle. It's a scheduling nightmare. You never know. You know, is it an you're, issue you're, of employees? Right, is not it, having enough staff. Right. I'm just wondering what is going on. Are we jumping the gun? Does it normally come later? And we're just like, come on, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And so things are normal, and we're just not expecting it. And I don't know any of those answers. I don't. It does feel like, I'm trying to remember, and this is not something I've ever paid attention to, but it's almost always coming out around the same time as Oktoberfest is. Right. Which is normally like mid-September, right? Is that about normally when Oktoberfest will come out? Yeah, I would say early early to mid-September. We have a fest beer coming out. We're in early September. Yeah. So maybe it's just... A couple of those beers that came out were really early. Yeah, and now we're just gonna we're gonna see a push coming up in about two weeks or so. I don't I know. know. I know. Or be- they're doing more in-house fresh hop only instead of canning it because. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Breakside's already gone through three, I think, and I and we have that one, but I'm I'm not. I'm not going to the breweries like my normal place of buying beer at this point in my uh, in my life where I live is Market of Choice. It's a great point. I'm not going to that many breweries right now either. I spend most of my time at at Bridgetown at the shop on Mississippi. You know, drinking whatever Dave brings in. So that's whether all, it's drafter in the cans. And that's Dave's all a smart the, guy. He's a good buyer. Mm-hmm. So he's a great buyer. So I feel like I'm being exposed to the best possible because I think, like for example, he's a little over fresh hop. 
And I, I think a lot of us that have been in the beer biz for a long time can get a little tired of it. Um, just the hoopla, the hype, the desire, the chase, all that kind of stuff. But it sells. So because it sells, it's why he sells so much smoothie sours. He can he he wants to buy as much fresh hop, and I imagine any buyer at any beer shop feels the same way. He's going to buy as much fresh hop as possible because it's going to sell, mm-hmm. and you're going to make money. And we're in the business of making money. We are not in the business of not making money. So that's where all this stuff comes in that I'm just like not sure what in GD is going on. Very interesting. Yeah, it's something to look for. Like, I don't think Fresh Hop is going anywhere. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm not tired of Fresh Hop, and I'm not really either. I love Fresh Hop. I, I think it's it's that window opens through the year. It's a seasonal thing, you know. It's like I sometimes get it. I used to get into winter ales so much, which is wild because I'm not really a malty guy. But I used to get really into winter ales because they were like hoppy malt forward beers, and I would chase all around fun, film it at. Ecliptic, wreck the halls from Full Sail, la 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 from Double Mountain. The, the list goes on and on and on. And when I got done with it, it was like, okay, see you next year. It's kind of like what I just did at the Gorge. Yeah, it's like that was awesome. See you next year. Right. I'm tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel Fresh Hop is the same way for me, so I'm really excited. But again, I don't know if that excitement is pushing the anticipation more so or, if i'm being impatient or if my timing is wrong it could just be the timing is wrong right i, th- I think next week will be the true test because we'll be at the 16th math yes no mm-hmm. Thir- 13th no 16th yeah yeah yeah. yeah. okay 16th. my math was correct um that's going to be mid-september mm-hmm. so that'll be the time when you would normally see fresh hops because at least in my mind it's attached to oktoberfest right and fest beers so i guess we'll find out next week is it is is it only in the tap rooms? Are we going to places that didn't buy them? Right. Is there a distribution company that's messing up? Like it could be any sort of things. Right. Know? I uh, so I work directly with friend of the podcast Robbie Rhoda, owner and operator of Day One Distribution. They distribute our beer, and Robbie and his team—they're awesome people. They do a great job, and they've got really cool brands in their book. It's like semi-intimidating to go up against some of the great brands he's got in his book. And when I talk with him in my daily conversations with him, you know, he's telling me, you know, everybody just wants fresh up. Everybody just wants fresh up. And I know he's not lying. But then I'm going out and I'm like, you know, I want a brand new car right now, too. (laughs) But, uh, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's coming. And this isn't by any means a knock on Robbie. By the way, that's a real example because there's a car shortage. Yeah. And this isn't a knock on Robbie at all. But this is what Robbie's relaying to me from what he's getting from the consumers or from the buyers. And if they all want, I just want fresh hop, fresh hop, fresh hop, fresh hop. Okay, cool. Where is it? I don't know where it is. And again, I don't know the answer to that. I think next week will be telling. Let's see what's out on the shelves next week. Let's see what we see this weekend. Yeah, and I'll do some deep diving. I'll like, and, uh, I'll like scour through Instagram because I know that's a big spot for breweries to drop news. And, I haven't seen anything about it on Instagram and, either. And honestly, I have been so unplugged for a week. I have no idea what's going on. Are the Dodgers in first? Yeah. Oh. I heard they got smacked around by the Giants all weekend. No, they didn't. Um, They lit up Walker Bueller. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm so unglued right now. I have no idea what's going on. Hold, please. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. And that, that extends to the beer world as well. So I've got to spend some time no. kind of catching up a Giants little bit. Giants are still two and a half up. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Dude, the Dodgers, last time we did our baseball show, the Dodgers won that night. The Giants lost, and they were in first. Yeah. See? A lot of stuff's going on. <laughs> I got to play catch up like I always do. I hate this. 
Uh, you do it to yourself. I know, I know, I know. You've got out. You've got away. Because I just go away, and then I'm like, phone. See you later, dude. <laughs> you've gone away like seven of the last ten weekends. You've done this to yourself. I'm tired. Uh, well, my uh, knee next... hurts. <laughs> <laughs> my back. Uh, it's more like the SpongeBob. My leg. Yeah, my knee hurts. Uh, it's nice to breathe fresh air. Yep. And uh, it's nice to sleep in the bed. Yeah, I but I will. But I will. Uh, I will scour this week and do some deep dive in. I'll call some friends and get some opinions. I am working on trying to get uh, somebody from Crosby on. To talk a little post Fresh Hop, what it looks like for them, but also what the delivery, like what the season looks like. And then next year, maybe we can get them on right before harvest Mm -hmm. and see the two polar opposites. So I'm working on getting somebody from Crosby in the next couple weeks. All right. Well, uh, we'll get to, we'll find out more next week and maybe there'll be more Fresh Hops on the shelf than we expected. And we'll have a good, uh, good bunch to try on the episode next week. Uh, Coming up next though, day 14, uh, Beer of the Week Hazy version. This is Beers on Us with Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris. Beer of the Week time! Here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. What up? Day 14 for Hazy Edition of Beer of the Week. I would say that I enjoyed Day 7 more than I enjoyed Day 0. I would also agree with that. Or I guess Day 1. Um, it felt like the hop character kind of shone a little bit more uh, in both the nose as well as uh, in the flavor profile. Although I do feel like... I had another one that I have in the fridge the the next day, so I had day eight. I felt like um, the haze kind of came out a little bit more as it was aging a little bit too. Okay. Like at the back end of the palate, I was like, oh yeah, this is a hazy. Okay. Whereas early on, it felt more like an unfiltered IPA. As we like to say, a uh, hazy for IPA drinkers. A block 15, yeah, yeah uh, beer. And it, it kind of felt a little bit more hazy, which is interesting because when we talked to Corey in the episode Lost Forever, he said he thought the haze might fade as it aged. Uh, in terms of like actually looking hazy. Oh, the aesthetic of it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about the flavor, but uh, so I thought that was interesting. So I've seen that in hazy beers at places I've worked over the over the over the many, many years I've worked in beer. I've seen some hazies. If they sit around a little too long, they can start to clear up a little bit. Uh, but this one still looks great. It is very. Yeah, um, it still looks solid. You know, it's got that nice orange hue to it. The nose has changed drastically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hello. It's different. It's kind of got more of like a like a grassy smell than a than like a fruity smell. Yeah, it got a little like dankish action in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So the nose at, at 14 days is different than it was at day one. Well, and if I recall last year, as we were discussing, you know, kind of hop characteristics, and this year we still will, and but we're more focused on yeast. I remember last year, right? You liked day 14. Yep. And I was day 21. Yep. Just such classic Patrick. I want freshest beer as possible. My favorite day is three weeks old. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, we actually did the experiment sure, for that sure. reason, right? Sure, sure, sure. I had never done that before, so I didn't really know. And it's funny, I haven't actually kept that in my head. I just like look for good dates. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this within a month? Okay, I'll Ditto. get it. Me too. I never think about the fact that it's like, yo, Patrick, if you find a 21 day year old, 21 day old wanderlust, like you're happy as yes, I am. Yes, I'm not like <clears throat> 14 days is good. I'm like. It's fresh. Yeah. I'm like, six days done. Yeah. 27, I'm in. Yep. 32, uh, is there anything else? No? Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40, only, 45, well, I guess. I That's guess. the best option there. I guess. Have you been to a truck stop on the side of I-90 in central Washington in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> There's not a whole lot of options. 
And sometimes you just got to get after it. That was kind of fun. That was kind of really fun about being in Bend was the beer that I bought to take home was not from one of my two favorite breweries in the state of Oregon, being Bend Brewing Company and Sun River. I got it from the OG. Yep. I bought beer from the OG, and I was very happy with it. <laughs> I've got some in the truck. I'm going to put it in the fridge tonight, and I'm going to slam two before I go to bed at like 9 o'clock tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and say, I Patrick Harris, it. I just it? tasted it. Uh, once again, day 14 is my jam, man. I'm getting a ton of citrus right off the bat, more so than I got the first two times I had it. Um, this tastes less like a hazy than it has the first two times for me. The first two times I had it, I was like, this is still a hazy, but it's got more of the hop character that we like in hazy IPAs. Mm -hmm. This is trending to me closer to unfiltered IPA as we hit day 14, even though the color is still very hazy and the smell has changed. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I prefer the nose day seven than I do day 14. I really liked the nose on day one. Well, day one too. Yeah, yeah. that fresh, that fresh nose was wow. But this is like punching me with citrus <clears throat> off the top and I'm really enjoying that. Because I had this at home. I uh, I had day eight after we had day seven. On like your own time? Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, it's still a hazy, but it's, uh, it, you know, it gave me a little more hazy characteristic in the can that I had. But uh, I was like, okay, you know, I get it. This is way, way different. I feel like this is the biggest change <clears throat> we've seen, not, not only in the ones we've done this year, but even in last year's mm -hmm. Beer of the Week. The biggest swing. I feel like this is the biggest transition from a week period. For Do you me. remember what it was last year? Probably but, fourteen to twenty one was had probably the biggest swing. Yeah, fourteen to twenty one was probably the biggest swing. Honestly, I think twenty one to twenty eight was because okay. that's that's when we noticed a bit of a fall off. Okay, I think that was the biggest swing for me. This is this is a pretty different beer than last week. I I would I would agree. I'm with you, but on the opposite side. I think this beer has taken a big swing. I think I think some of the hop characteristics are starting to fade a touch for me. And as we've been discussing, using this to discuss like yeast and mouthfeel and flavor uh, from that yeast, I think this yeast right now is shining. Okay. I think, I think right now the hops and yeast are playing best together. Um, it's not dominated by hop character to me. The mouthfeel is starting to thin a little bit, it is, yep. which I'm really into. Um, Hence why I called it more unfiltered to me this week, because yeah. it feels more like that. I still get a ton of that juice characteristic coming off the yeast. That's still very prominent to me, but the body is starting to shift. The mouthfeel is starting to shift. I think the back end of the palate is changing a little bit as well. I think so, too. It seems to be drying There's out. There's a dryness, yeah. Mm -hmm. It seems to be drying out. I will say this with you, Mike. I am on board as well. I think day 14, this beer is shining greatly right now this is this is uh, uh i don't know if this is just for me now going to be a rule that if it's 14 days old that's my jam but uh this is now two experiments with the same brewery but two different types of beer mm -hmm. in hazy and west coast but and also the same beer the same hops Question yes mark but it's 14 days yeah i think and you know what's my lucky number 14 oh really um mine's 34 you know why no because in a three-point shootout with Reggie Miller, who's number 31, I'd make one more than Reggie Miller. I decided that when I was like eight. Okay. And 34 has been my favorite uh, number since. Well, 27 is my birthday, and I like that number a lot. But uh, 14 for me, I went to the shore as a kid, and we were at Maury's Pier in Wildwood. Mm -hmm. And I sat down at one of the games. There was like the water gun spray mm -hmm. game, and you had to spray it in the hole, and like the horse would move. Mm -hmm. And I sat at chair 14, and okay. I won. 
Then I went to the next game and I sat at chair 14 and I won. Done. And then I went to the next game and I sat at chair 14 and I won. So and I going, was like, this is my lucky number. So you're going to Vegas and putting two G's on 14 on a roulette table. <laughs> I guess so. I've never done that because I don't have that kind of money. But um, yeah, mm. I, I, I could probably do that. I, I'm actually, I can't wait to taste this beer next week. Because I, that's I, your jam. Well, it's not just that, but with how much this beer has swung in the last seven days, I am not dismissing the possibility of it taking a bigger swing mm. in seven days i don't know which way it's gonna go i i haven't quite for someone that doesn't drink a lot of hazies and for somebody that doesn't know yeast characteristics all that well um as i'm trying to understand it more and more it's not out of the realm to me that this is a completely drastic beer again and i think a lot of it has to do with the shelf instability in general of hazies. Cause like a West coast, you know, when I worked at Breakside, you know, 45 days, we were cool with, we tasted it at 45 days in tasting panel. And you would, you could, there are some batches you would taste. And you'd be like, this is 45 days old. This tastes four days old. So uh, the West coast does have a little bit of longevity in the short term, but a lot of hazies don't. I remember going to a, um, a seminar during uh, craft beer week years and years ago at Upper Lip RIP and Ben Edmonds was there talking about shelf instability of hazies and about how a lot of it is oats and you know a lot of other kind of adjuncts that people put in that kind of decrease the shelf life and as we've no as at least as I, I've noticed I don't remember I don't want to speak for you you know the hops are starting to backtrack a little bit early in my opinion than what they normally would and i think that is i think that is a characteristic of how yeast is being profiled within hazy ipas i don't know if backtrack is the word i would use it's more like they're melding okay like i like that because i did i did just say that they're playing really well yeah together right I, now. I, I i'm not experienced enough to know if, if that's the yeast or not but the first two weeks like it was a pretty hop forward experience that we had this at the beginning of the palette and now when i said it was like a citrus bomb like it felt like the three kind of became a citra hop together in this in this version I, I, that could be the yeast you know, you're saying it is, so I'll trust you on that. But, uh, you know, just that's kind of how it feels to me. It's like I'm not getting Strata Mosaic Simcoe. I'm getting Citra out of it, mm -hmm. which is interesting. So, it is, Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, it could be that yeast could be playing with those hops in the sense that what the yeast likes from a flavor profile could be pulling those little strands from those hops. All those hops have some of that characteristic. Yeah. All those hops have some form of a citrusy tropical aspect to it. Simcoe, even though it's known to be that that dank, you know, diesel chronic diesel thing, there's still a little tropical aspect to it. Mosaic, say no more. And then Strata is the cool kid that walks into the party. Yep. You know, so you hey, could be Strata! <laughs> Strata! What's up, dude? I didn't even know you were coming. <laughs> and you brought beer. Awesome. <laughs> or you didn't bring beer. That's okay. You're still the coolest person. Yeah, here. you're still Strata. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, you want us to buy you beer? Okay. Oh, you got it, dude. Actually, uh, hey, hey, Strata's hungry. Can someone run to Taco Bell real quick? Strata needs some tacos. <laughs> Man, to be Crunch that person. Supreme, no tomatoes, fire sauce. Man, to be that person at the party. That'd be nice, huh? All right. Well, there's uh, day 14 of Beer of the Week uh, in my sweet spot yet again, so that's good to know for me. Boy, this is fun still. And uh, you have found that day 14 is your sweet spot for this beer at the moment. At the moment, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see how day 21 is next week. Uh, hopefully, God, let, let us know what you thought if you're drinking along with us. Please. And doing your your days. Uh, let us know which day you've preferred so far. You can DM us on Instagram, uh, Instagram.com slash beers on us. I, I'm having a lot of fun with this still. It's great. It's a cool experiment. And I like that it's... I'm getting similarities to last year, but it's it's still wildly different because of the yeast. I know and the type of beer. I'm already I'm already you know, you know I'm focused on Cincinnati. No way, I'm focused on next year already. I'm like, what do we do next year, man? How do we keep this train rolling? Like, I'm so excited about this. I had this thought in the car today. I was like, what if we did a lager and tasted it on day one, day thirty, day sixty, and day ninety? And I was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I said that and my eye, my like eyebrows perked up. I was like, "Not a bad idea, Harris." And then the other side, my head tilted the other way and was like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> That's and today, the dumbest and today thing we I've learned heard in a that while. Uh, Patrick has multiple personality disorder. <laughs> well, you know, hey, I do what I do whenever I want to do, unless I. Unless the other, myself not to the do other it. part of you tells you not to do it. <laughs> That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, and download wherever you find us. If you have not done so, it helps us out a lot. Let us know what you're tasting. Day 14 of Beer of the Week on DMs on Instagram. And uh, let us know what you're experiencing with Fresh Hops out there. Have you found a place that has more? Are they mostly just at the breweries and you've gone to one or two and they've got three or four on tap, but they're not selling them in cans? Again, you can let us know there. You can also find us on our personal pages. I am at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick is at PDD085 on both Twitter and Instagram. You can see all of his pictures from Dave Matthews Band Weekend Extravaganza. Yeah, they're there. I'm they're tired. there. You're tired. Yeah. You get a real bed tonight. Yeah, but I got to work for the next four hours. And I'm actually going to watch the NFL game tonight. Well, good. <clears throat> Week one. Let's go. Yeah, why not? Dallas plus nine. I saw that on the Oregon Lottery scoreboard app. I snapped that up. Really? Plus you nine. You took that? Plus nine, dude? No, dude. That defense is suspect. It was minus six and a half, and it moved up to nine. Do they have a coach yet in Dallas? No. Oh, too bad. Jerry Jones. All right. He's not good coach. No. Or a GM. No. No, he's no coach. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week for Freshies number two, and we'll have some answers for you, hopefully. Derek Jeter. Had a really boring speech at the Hall of Fame. I was really disappointed. I'd just like to thank all of you that voted me, except for that one guy. That was funny. That was um, all right, we'll see oh, you guys next. And, uh, and, and sorry, up, sorry. Up, up, quick, up. quick shout out. Good luck to everyone in the state of Oregon and Southwest Washington. Uh, GABF uh, awards are announced on Friday at 4 p.m. Uh, it's streamed, so you can stream it for free and watch it. We'll be throwing our little own little party out of grains of wrath and Camus. Uh, to watch it so good luck to everybody um i hope you represent the the region well i know you will and just remember even if you don't meddle it doesn't mean you make bad beer and metals don't necessarily sell beer so good luck to all of you and know your beer is fantastic no matter what we'll see you next week 15s
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.